Welcome to the Pult Pult. Welcome to the Pult Podcast, everybody. Woo, it's Pave and Pan. <laughs> pan and Pave. It's good to pan be with you. It's good to be with so everybody. Uh, I have missed you, especially you. Yeah. Uh, not the not to the left, not so much, but you. Very much oh. I've missed you. L- we should be us. hanging out more. Right, right. Dan, if you're watching yeah. on YouTube or some other video platform, then between us, there is no Jess. Between us. No, we uh, we had to, well, there's been a bit of an accident. <laughs> um, no, no, there's been no accident. There we was, have a yeah, guest. We dub- Remember, listen, we talked about yeah, this we last week. Yeah, we double booked, the double yes. booking accident. We didn't book, <laughs> we booked Jess and this other person, so Jess cancelled. Later on in the podcast, <laughs> later on the podcast, we're going to be joined by Nathan White from our, our Perth location so uh, in Australia. But of course, we need to do our traditional opening of the podcast, which is to acknowledge the um, the, the the Terry the Triceratops who is not with us. Uh, we salute Terry, and we also say uh, we would love to be part of your team. This is our uh, our interview to be part of your team. We would love you to be a part of this team. And team members, we support each other. And at the vault is where you find the wisdom. It's where you keep all of your most valuable items. And hopefully, we are valuable to you. Right? Yes. Uh, um, I have uh, computer skills. I've yes. got nunchuck skills. <laughs> He's very good with Excel. So uh, if you'd Excel. like, if you I need- excel at Excel. Dan has uh, surprisingly good Microsoft Excel skills. So if you need that, please, this is the team for you. Uh, now, yeah. so, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we are going to be uh, talking for a few moments before we get Nathan on here. Uh, because, Ooh, Dan, you sorry. told me that uh, we actually, we have uh, some questions, I believe. We have a, or have we a question. Do. We're going to do one question, I think. Just one question. Okay, I, this question. Well, wait, well, before you, you bring it up there, before you bring it up, Dan, just remember that D- Dan is, of course, our official fact checker. Uh, I am the Ooh, yes. host, and but it's just two of us. So today the rules are out the window. Dan, pick up those rules and tear them in half. Just just rip just, them up. There we go. Just, just rip them up. The rule, yep, that's it. Uh, we're, we're, we're a renegade duo today. We can do anything we want. Uh, and so to catch up, I guess, where we are right now, we've been catching up on the last couple of uh, podcast episodes talking about what we've been up to and what we've been doing mm-hmm. over this last little season. And so today, though, I, f- I feel like it's about the future, right? It's, of course. Well, then it's again, Nathan White's probably going to talk about what we've been doing in the past. So maybe it's not quite about the future yet, but hit us with a question. No. What? Sorry, I just you said renegade, and I just that got in my spirit. Oh right, I just, right. I just yeah, You're... I just was being rebellious. I'll, no, I'll, I'll definitely look. <laughs> I've got something really funny. You really? I really wasn't expecting I'm read, that. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read a question from one of our listeners. This person has been listening since our very first episode, uh, and um, they sent this in on the fourth of March. 2020. Oh, yeah, good. Sorry, that's well. right. This is because uh, all of our questions are from the uh, the pandemic era. <laughs> ready? And they start this thing. Hi, I'm Nathan from Perth. This is actually from our guest a year ago asking a question. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that fun? It's come full circle. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but What's this question? We won't mention it later. He might get embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> I thought this. <laughs> I thought this was great. He asked four questions. We're only going to answer one. Uh, what do you look for in a key leader? I thought that Ooh. was a really great question. 
I love it. Now, Nathan, thank you for your question. Thank you for your question, thank Nathan, you. and thank you for being on our podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you look for? <clears throat> Excuse me. I think uh, our friend Nathan, the other Nathan that we know, Nathan McLean, talks about this that a lot. That uh, one of the things sometimes we focus on is uh, availability, and that can be mm. sometimes our downfall because. Uh, uh, some, I, I think sometimes it's better to look for capacity. Uh, so, for example, Nathan often talks about getting uh, getting businessmen or people who have already high commitments because they have proven themselves to be able to handle uh, a lot of things happening. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm. Like a high-capacity leader can handle a lot of things going on in their lives and balance them out. And they are at high capacity because they are effective at doing what they're doing, right? So... Mm. <clears throat> so sometimes uh, I think one thing you'd look at is uh, excellent, high-capacity uh, high people who are potentially already doing things and got a lot of things going on in their lives. Yeah. Don't discount so them. If, yes, yeah. If someone, if someone is a doctor, you don't automatically assume they don't want to serve on your welcome team. Uh -huh. That might be a perfect, uh, perfect role for them, completely different yes. to what they normally do. That's and, right. Um, uh, that that's very very true. Like uh, I've even had teachers who uh, you think, oh my goodness, do they really want to come in on the weekend and then kind of in a sense teach more? <laughs> but they love it. It's what they're gifted at doing, and yeah. so they actually come in uh, thinking of a couple of our team and their teachers. But they're fantastic on the weekend, and so don't. And um, as yeah, an added go. bonus, they don't have to take the activity sheets home to mark them. So they love it. Yes. They absolutely love it. Yes, there's no there's no homework. There's nothing like that. So uh, that's what, the one thing I look at is, or maybe it's not look for essentially, but one thing I wouldn't discount is people who already have a lot going on in their life. Because the honest truth is, the things that they are doing, they may not feel, in a sense, called by God to do them. They might, they might be doing those things as a means to provide for their family. Uh, and what you could get them to do could be actually the most meaningful thing that they do in their life, which is... And and again, you have to you have to really make sure they understand this. We're called to grow the church. We're called to uh, reach kids because if there are no children in your church, then in a generation your church does not exist. So you really need to sell them the vision of what you're doing. And so, I guess that's my one thought of the day. Uh, thank you to Nathan McLean uh, for that one. But I know Nathan was always very good, and he is very good at getting uh, people who already have high commitments in their life, businesses, uh, high high levels in uh, companies, and getting them involved. Good question, Nathan. Thank think, you for other Nathan. I think I think I think uh, just going off that, if we've got time, David, it'd be great just to chat about how we how we structure a key team within Hillsong Kids, because it might be right. a bit different from wherever you are around the world. But uh -huh. if you could chat through, you know, the KSO role and all that kind of right. stuff. Well, the way that we've always, that we kind of think about our key teams is that's the the the, the, the people that are very much committed, highly committed, uh, people who are available not just on the weekends, but also available midweek for, uh, for gathering together, praying, uh, planning, uh, leadership, talking about where we're going with this thing and the way that we do and we kind of our whole ministry is structured around a key team leadership structure so everybody in our on our services on the weekend people are you know uh, are involved serving but then uh, we have key positions that we need to uh, fill and plan and develop with and so there will be meetings during the week or maybe a breakfast meeting again going back to Nathan McLean he loves a breakfast meeting 
Um, and yeah, again, you get breakfast. <laughs> you get breakfast, and you get to hang out, and then you start your day, and everybody heads off to work. Uh, so there would be it on. Um, at odd times, there might be a breakfast meetings happening or evening meetings, where these this key team, our pretty much our structure for leadership in Hillsong Kids, is really centered around this idea of a key team, and all of our staff and team and pastors have got key teams that work with them. Uh, I uh, so I I would say uh, you talked about a KSO, a kids service oversight. So we have multiple services at, at obviously in Hillsong. Up to up to at the moment in the city, uh, six I think at the moment six. Yep, <coughs> and six. across all two locations, yep. six is correct. Okay, yep. thank you, fact checker. Uh, across our two city locations, six services. So we've got a volunteer oversight for every one of those services, and that's not just pastoral, but it's somebody who's like, this is my service. I'm going to make it happen, and then obviously team that mm. work with them. So, but that that's. Uh, if you have more questions, please send us uh, questions to the Dan? the vault at hillsong.com. Well done. Send us questions to the vault at hillsong.com if you'd like to know more about KSOs or or key leadership. But I but regardless of the KSOs, they would all be a part of your key team. And that mm. key now that key team is not this strict, structured like. Uh, sometimes you might have a role that you want to fill and you can't fill it, uh, but you still have the key team and you're looking to grow into that area. So you have the key team, whether you've got two or 20, you know, and you build yeah. on it. You start with what you have and you don't spread, <clears throat> man, excuse me, <clears throat> bit of a frog in my throat. You don't spread the, the leadership across all the roles. You concentrate it in what their giftings and talents are and you keep finding people to build uh, who are right for the role that you've got to give them. So that means there might be a gap for a while, but that's okay. Dan? Well, that, bring, that brings that brings up a little tip that I do know. I think Nathan McLean again. Oh, yes. It's a day of Nathan's. It is. Would say that uh, write out your key team, and if there's blanks, that's fine. Yes. You have your creative oversight, and you call them the creative oversight. There's no one there, but it's yeah. okay. Because then you know uh, you know that you need them, and more often than not, if you know that something needs to be filled, it's on your mind, and you'll be looking out for that. And yeah. it'll, uh, leave an empty existence. chair, Dan. Leave an empty chair, not for Jesus, but leave an empty chair at your meeting for that person who has not joined your team yet. <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of Nathan's, there's a lot of Nathan talk. Is it time? Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to be joined by Nathan White. Let me push some buttons, and we'll be right back. We are joined by Nathan White. Let's let's give it up, everybody. Nathan Woo, White. Come on. <laughs> come on, somebody. Hey, what guys. Are we, what are we giving up for Nathan White? All the applause. Uh, uh, Everyone. Welcome. welcome, Nathan White. So good to have you. Nathan White is a uh, location kids pastor of Perth, the whole state of Perth in Western Australia. I mean, sorry, it's not a state. It's a city. It's a city, yeah. Yeah. Now, let's talk about it. You're here because you're our, you're the giver of wisdom because this is the vault and you give us the wisdom. So let's kick this off, Dan. You want to ask him a opening question? Well, well yes. So what we decided to do because we brought you in because uh, you are probably at the rebuilding stage further than anyone else in our group of our group of churches. Perth opened. When did you guys open? Uh, we went back to physical services in September, I think it was. Early October, right. late September, around then. 
Yeah, fantastic. For those who don't know, Perth is on the other side of the country. It takes a long time to get there, so no one visits. Mm. So they didn't have any influx of COVID, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, you've also opened new campuses since. So rebuilding is a like, in your DNA. So what we actually did was uh, on, a, on a forum, I, I sent, out, uh, sent out some messages and basically a Europe team Different different kids passes from around Europe. Shout out to the HSK Euro Club. Uh, they're talking about their biggest challenges, and I wanted to quick, like throw a few at you and see what you okay. any advice you give in those situations. So I'm just we're probably going to go. We don't have a lot of time. We're just going to throw into it. Uh, first one is um, talking about teams. Big drop of involvement in their teams over this COVID period. How do we reengage? How do we? What do you do in that situation? Yeah, right. Um, I think that's a that's a situation that uh, almost everyone's been in, regardless of of church, regardless of uh, department, regardless of ministry area. Um, and so we're all kind of in the same boat there. I think the biggest things that helped us here in Perth was throughout COVID, we uh, we did all we could to try and keep our leaders engaged. So we ran some. Um, like online connect groups through Zoom with the kids um, called Kids as Discipleship Groups. And that was really helpful to keep uh, keep our leaders, sorry, uh, engaged, keep them in the habit of serving, keeping them able to, to still contribute, which really helped with retention when we went back into um, services. So that was great. Um, the other thing we did was understand that um, – Losing team in this is is a reality. Like that, it, it, it's it's going to happen, and it, mm. it's happened, I think, to a lot of people and a lot of teams. And so, being, I guess, okay with that, um, pastoring people through that that transition if they're going on to a, a different team or, or putting a pause in serving for a while, kind of having a releasing spirit, which um, which ultimately I think helps more people to come and join your team or people who are leaving your team to have a, a positive ending experience with that and then wanting to to rejoin later or, or talking about it positively with others um so all of that was was really helpful and then we just tried to keep our programs as simple as possible um as we were rebuilding the team inviting more people to join we realized that um how we ran hillsong kids in the past was going to look different um we simplified our program down some of the elements that we'd we'd built up to and added previously pre-COVID, we then said, all right, we can't actually continue that post-COVID. So we're going to, you know, put a pin in that and, and we'll build up to that again. Um, was kind of how we navigated that and still navigating it. Yeah. So what, are the, awesome. core, so what are the core, Mr. White, Mr. White, uh, put it this way. So, we're pulling away elements. Uh, so, what are some things you don't, you never want to pull away from a church service with kids? What are some things you feel like are non-negotiables in this season? Yeah, um, non-negotiables would be encouraging kids. Non-negotiables would be um, having an atmosphere, an environment that is loving and welcome, welcoming, and a place that's safe for them. So, not not compromising on anything safety-wise for sure. And then kind of key elements of our service has always been, been our preaching and our praise and worship. We've um, So our, our kids' creative team uh, took a big hit through, um, through COVID. And so when prior we would have leaders up the front um, leading the kids in what a, a typical 
uh, adult service might look like scaled down a little bit um, without that team we then relied more heavily on on tracks more heavily on some of the creative content that you guys have put out over the the last few months and years and but we kept kept that element there it just looked a little yeah. bit different exactly i exactly that was one of my points i think i talked about in the last few weeks uh, even though I just came to that point where I'm just like, we're going to do praise and worship regardless. So we're going to play yeah. track. We're going to mm. sing. There may not be a leader. It may be really even awkward at some points, but we just do it because when we gather together, we worship God. And so I kind of got to that point of just doing it regardless. Yeah, but totally. I had my, my first opportunity to, to lead worship. So, uh, yeah, the kids kids love <laughs> it's, that. It's a, dream. <laughs> it's a dream come true. I don't do that because I tried wow. it once and with, with our yeah, old friend, never again. McLean, never again. Uh, back in the day, and I realized, no, no, I don't. I'm, not everybody is called to do everything. Dan, any more questions? Yes. Uh, <laughs> we need to move on as quickly as we can before you bust out, uh, <clears throat> bust out your rendition. Me, 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 me. Yeah. Here was something really interesting. This blew my mind. I didn't even think about this. Obviously, COVID has brought up some interesting and unique problems, but uh, there was a lot of talk about age group transitions. One, kids are coming back after some places a year, some places 18 months, and they haven't yet transitioned into certain age groups, certain, you know, certain rooms. But some kids haven't actually transitioned into Hillsong Kids at all. So we start, they can come into the room as early as two, but they could be three, three and a half years old, and they've never experienced uh, uh, have experienced kids before. What what would you did you find any any of that? What what would you what would some wisdom? Yeah, you we we had, a, we had a variety of um, of kids' experiences. So some some who hadn't been a part of our church before of varying age groups, um, but had connected in through Hillsong Kids Online through COVID. So their first experience was an online experience. And transitioning them in was um, probably one of the easier transitions that we've done done before because they kind of had this this build up in a in an environment that was comfortable, like being at home, and then they um, they get to kind of experience Hillsong kids in the room, which was awesome. Um, then there's the age group transitions, which was um, grade sixes going into youth was a big one, or or young kids coming into Hillsong kids. Um, <clears throat> And with both of those, when we identified people who were going through or had gone through those transitions through COVID, just working with families, getting in touch with with parents, encouraging them around that, um, yeah, it looked it looked fairly similar to, to how how any kind of age group transition would be, which is heavily involved with with chatting with the parents, talking people through, providing all the information that that they would need, so that both parents and kids are comfortable with with what they're stepping into. Yeah. Very good. That's interesting that uh, sometimes it's, it, c- it could be easier. Like I found, <clears throat> I've seen a couple of new kids in our in our services here in Sydney, and I've never seen them, but they've seen me online on our online services, or they've seen us on the videos that we create. And these two kids were like, <gasps> "But you're and what?" They couldn't wrap their head around. <laughs> I was on screen, and I was here in the flesh, and so it was awesome because then there was immediate. There's an immediate mm. connection there. So sometimes, some ways, well, in the way that we've done it, well, it's easier for me is what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not for everybody, but stuff like that really See, easy, helps. <laughs> easier for the superstars, Dave. Super, we're, we're, all we're all the superstars. 
We had uh, we had some kids that uh, were so active in our Sunday night games thing we launched online uh, that then they would walk through Hillsong Kids. They come back and there's people there like leaders coming up to them and going, "Oh my gosh, you're, it's Ashwick, <laughs> Ashwick, Ashwick and family." Yes, we did have, we had we, a lot of our kids that really stepped up and got involved in online uh, Sunday night games. It like. You know what I mean? It was a small percentage of kids. It's like the 80-20% rule. 80% of your... No, 20% of your kids give you 80% of your content for our Sunday night games, submissions. Uh, but that 20% of kids were so engaged. And I think oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a good win. You don't. You can never get 100% of the kids 100% of the time. So take the wins. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's true. Look, oh, one last question. A bit of a theme that came up through all their challenges. I think it's great to chat about how do you stay flexible in such a changing environment? They've had to uh, be flexible with their rooms. There's new spacing requirements um, with social distancing. There's sometimes there's, you have to wear masks and you don't. You can sing, but you can't. And it, it, it changes on the time. How do you, how do you keep flexible? How do you, how do you get your team to stay flexible so they're not getting so disappointed with all the changes and things that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we had an interesting one uh, here, here in Perth where we returned to services and um, part of the reason that we started new locations was because um, was because the uh, gathering restrictions that were in place meant that, that we didn't all fit anymore. And so we had to open either new services or new locations and, and it all looked different. And then some of, some of that changed over time. Some weeks we had to wear masks, some weeks we didn't. Um, uh, communicating that with our team, it was all about communicating the why, computer, c communicating, you know, why is it important that we have these um, uh, policies or regulations in, in place in order to keep the kids safe, in order to keep us safe, um, uh, just being up for, for that journey, uh, understanding that this year looks different. And that's okay. And that's part of the, the joy and the fun of, of being, of working with kids, of, of working in church and, um, yeah, I guess being, being up for that, but, but not, 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 um, how do I say this? Not, not avoiding having conversations with team, like being up to catch up. Mm. Like if they're, if they're unsure about what's going on, if they're confused about what's going on, saying, "Hey, let's grab let's grab coffee, or let's catch up over Zoom, or whatever it is that you're able to do in in your area, and, and let's talk it through." Like being okay to have those conversations, I think, is really helpful for Tim. Brilliant, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nathan White in the house. Uh, thank you very much for your wisdom, sir. Well, that is our Vault podcast for today. You've been listening to three men wearing giant black headphones and talking about. Hillsong Kids and Kids Ministry in general. Uh, we'll see you next time with another guest. Who knows, Dan? I, I, I don't even know when we'll see you because uh, we're doing these. We're not. Who knows, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Bye, everybody.